Hello and welcome to the Mike Dominic Show. I am, of course, Mike Dominic. Today is Wednesday, March the 4th in 2020. Still can't believe it's 2020. I have a great interview for you today. Stephen Kirk of the Avalonia Project. For those who don't know, Avalonia is kind of a WPF implementation cross-platform for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of it. I used to be a sponsor of the project, uh, using it a lot actually in production right now. You know, it's definitely on track with that kind of I won't say renaissance, but I guess I will. Open source renaissance in the .NET community. Very interesting stuff. Very cool project. So hope you like it. Hope you like the interview. As always, we are sponsored today by the Mad Botter. The Mad Botter is my software development consulting company. If you need any kind of ERP systems developed or mobile applications or IoT applications, please reach out at themadbotter.com. Pretty simple, right? Um, okay, well, I won't hold you any longer. Here's my interview with Steven. Have a great day. Bye. And hello, Stephen Kirk from the Avalonia Project. How are you today? Hello, I'm good, thanks. Good, good. So I guess the obvious question is, what the hell is Avalonia? Well, Avalonia is a XAML UI framework, vaguely, well, mainly based on WPF, but it's not actually API compatible from WPF, unfortunately, which is one of the things that are proving to be a problem, but uh, there we go. Fair enough. Now, what's your background? What would make you guys create this? I mean, that's a serious undertaking. Yeah, well, that all ties in with the um, not being WPF um, API compatible. Um, Years ago, I decided I wanted to make a cross-platform port of WPF. At the time, WPF wasn't cross-platform, still isn't, um, but it also wasn't open source. So I started reverse engineering it. Um, I got a few months into that and I kind of just thought, this isn't fun. <laughs> I want to do things my own way. And I kind of thought, well, you know, the world really doesn't need another UI platform, another UI framework. But then I thought, I'm doing this for fun. No one's ever going to take any notice, you know. No one had ever taken any notice of my um, of my projects before. So I just decided to go my own way, taking the bits I like from WPF and kind of adding new bits to it. And it just kind of built from that really grew kind of organically. Awesome. So for those who don't know, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of listeners who maybe have heard of Avalonia just because I have talked about it in the past. Mm -hmm. But what is the goal? Why would someone use an Avalonia instead of say, you know, pure WPF or like a Xamarin? Well, the main difference with WPF obviously is it's cross-platform. And the main difference with Xamarin and Xamarin Forms is that mainly targets uh, mobile platforms. We generally target desktop and embedded platforms. Um, embedded is something that we're kind of wasn't the original focus, but it seems to be something that people are very interested in running on things like the Raspberry Pi and uh, various other embedded platforms. So kind of, yeah, that's our niche, uh, desktop and embedded. Okay, so we're talking Windows, Mac, Linux kind of situation. Yeah, there. Windows, Mac, Linux. Um, we have backends, experimental backends for, or we had experimental backends for mobile, but they're currently broken. There's no one um, actively working on them. But yeah, we have um, on Linux, we can run on X11, obviously, but you can also run on a bare frame buffer, which is um, something that not many UI frameworks can do. Right. And that would be something you'd be using in an embedded context, most likely. Exactly. So obviously I'm a Linux guy, although I use them all. What's the situation? If someone wants to jump into Avalonia, where can they get started? What do they need? 
Visual Studio, you download our Visual Studio extension, which has a bunch of templates and a designer. You run one of the templates and you get a, you know, a Hello World application. That's on Windows if you have Visual Studio. There's also a .NET CLI tool templates, templates for the .NET CLI tool. And we've also got official, I believe, hopefully fingers crossed, official rider support coming out soon at some point. Oh, very exciting. You know, I'm a huge JetBrains fan, so. Yeah, uh, uh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Okay, so just walk us through the tool chain then. So you're, or the process rather. So you're creating a new project. We're talking about, you know, classic Microsoft SLN solutions here, right? Yeah. Are we basically having the structure of a traditional WPF app? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty okay. much the same. You've got the app XAML and main window. Um, you've got a XAML file for each window and the app, and then you've got a code behind file. Um, if you're doing MVVM, you've got um, view models and models. The structure is, yeah pretty much identical. Excellent. So where are we going from here? I mean, if you had told me five years ago, we're going to be doing WPF on Linux and Mac, I would uh, probably have called the gentleman in the white coats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you told me that we'd, Avalonia would be kind of being used for real world apps five years ago, I would have left you as well. I, I really, it's basically by, you know, a lot of effort by a lot of different people that we've got to this stage. Where are we going? Well, we've just uh, we just started up a company to try and support Avalonia commercially to try and make it um, viable in the long term because so far it's just been run by um, open source contributors, volunteers. So we're actually trying to make the development sustainable by um, awesome, yeah, by starting a company uh, so we can actually get paid for our work. Yeah, so that no, that's a great thing. I mean, how how have you found funding an open source project to be? Is it challenging? I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, we've only just started the company. We only formed the company in January, and it's February now. So uh, I'll get back to okay. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have you back. Yeah. So full disclosure, you know, I've done some Avalonia work. I have to say, it's it's pretty impressive how you've managed to. Now, how are you doing it? So we have the WPF APIs. I know on Linux you can use GTK Sharp. Is that is that kind of the default? No, basically like WPF, we draw all our own controls, so we're not okay. using any operating system specific control libraries like GTK. Um, we used to use GTK on Linux to open Windows, but because we were basically right. only using it to open Windows, we instead moved to calling out directly to X11. Very cool. Yeah, on Win32, again, we just open Windows using Win32. All the drawing is done with Skia, sure. which is what Chrome uses for drawing. Right. Now, is that the same on the Mac OS side? Yeah, on all our platforms. Okay. We actually have a pluggable renderers, and we actually have a Direct2D renderer, but that's been kind of... We're, we're probably going to be removing that in the near future and going with just Skia, although it still will be pluggable theory even if there's only one back end very interesting so what would you say has been a, a challenge or i'm sure there's been many what would you say is kind of the largest current challenge other than the funding stuff uh the largest current challenge i think it's just getting to 1.0 and just you know it's one of those things where every time you 
think you're getting a bit closer you see you find more that needs doing and uh, I think in the early days a lot of the stuff was done following the WPF well there were two problems there a lot of stuff was done following the WPF API where the WPF API was only suitable for Windows and a lot of stuff was done breaking the WFP API which people then want to be able to use to port the stuff to Avalonia. So kind of, yeah, we kind of moved away from the WPF API in some places we shouldn't, and we stuck to it in some places we should. So we're kind of having to go back and revisit a lot of those decisions now and make quite a few breaking changes, although we try to keep them minimal in order to both allow us to be cross-platform a little better and to help people coming from WPF and UWP. Got it. And I think that's something that a lot of listeners here will uh, understand, right? You made early, let's call them architecture decisions that are needing to change, right? As you move yeah. forward. Yeah. I mean, I think those yeah. things, I think those things are unavoidable, but especially when you don't quite appreciate sort of um, what your use case is going to be in the early days, um, they're even more likely to happen. Right. Can you talk a little more about you know, the community itself, are you open to commits, to testing, any kind of help from kind of the larger community? Or are you guys kind of a, a you know, a, a set team? How is that How is that running? Yeah, we have a core team, but we get a lot of PRs from the community uh, and we appreciate cool. them. We appreciate them a lot. Um, sometimes we don't have uh, enough time to review them in time, but we, you know, we try, we try and hopefully we're getting better there. There's still some work to do. But yeah, we really appreciate um, commits from the community. But please, if you do want to contribute to Avalonia, come to our um, Gitter chat first and have a chat with us because it may be that you're kind of working on one of these old APIs that needs to change. Right, and we'll have a link to that uh, that Gitter chat room in the uh, show notes. You know, I'm not sure if they call them chat rooms in Gitter. I've never actually figured that out. <laughs> not sure either. So you got the company set up. Mm-hmm. You've got crazy guys like me using it for IoT stuff. What's the dream? World domination? I mean, should Xamarin be watching their back? Well, I mean, Xamarin is backed by Microsoft, so I don't think they need to particularly worry about us. Hey, you know, sometimes yeah. David beats Goliath. It can, it can happen. It can happen. You know, I think we all have our niches. I mean, um, Xamarin is obviously targeted mobile. I know they do target desktop, but I don't think that's their, that's their focus. And as far as I know, they don't target embedded at all. They do not, no. No. Yeah, yeah I don't think there's a project out there that's got the particular focus that we have okay yeah and that makes a ton of sense i mean and just you know i mentioned gtk sharp before xamarin actually is completely tied to gtk sharp which can lead to some weird situations right. depending on which version i've not yeah. actually used a whole lot of xamarin but i thought that there was a wpf backend in there as well there is now yeah they've been aggressively adding desktop support but certainly the linux desktop support is uh is a little little wanting in some areas it's in pre-release and also i think one of the differences between us and xamarin is kind of that we're now trying to follow the wpf api where it makes sense whereas xamarin is pretty much completely different you know the names of controls are different um, yeah the patterns are different so yeah they've got their own thing going yeah basically yeah so the question i always ask uh, folks to wrap up what does your system look like what's your tool you know your tool chain your hardware all of that Okay, I have a desktop machine, Threadripper, like the first generation oh, Threadripper. Very nice. Very nice. I'm a big AMD fan. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I use Windows 
and I use Visual Studio. Um, I use the Windows subsystem for Linux for, you know, if I need to chat, quickly test stuff on, um, on Linux. Very I good. dual boot into Ubuntu if I need to test anything, you know, on a proper Linux system. And I use the best tool, the most underrated tool on Visual Studio. I use NCrunch. Everyone should check out NCrunch. I am not familiar. What is that? It's a continuous testing tool. It kind of runs your tests continuously in the background as you're typing and as you're developing. It's amazing for test driven development. And it's something that a lot of people don't seem to know about. And I could not live without it, which is why I so, use Visual Studio basically for that tool. That sounds uh, incredibly interesting. So what was the name of the, the plugin? It's called NCrunch. NCrunch. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, shoot me a link to that. I'll throw it in the show notes. Yeah, I, uh, in fact, I have a N-unit test question that I should ask you later anyway, because I've backed myself into a legacy code corner <laughs> on an existing project. Sounds so. familiar. Sounds familiar. Yeah. All right. So Stephen Kirk, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. And uh, if there's anything else you want in the show notes, let us know. Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter? On Twitter, I'm Grockies. Grockies. We'll put that in the in the show notes as well, yeah. uh, along with links to Avalonia and to the GitHub and to the Gitter. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you.